Welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friends Richie, Colleen, Claire and Mary for the extraordinary adventures of Baron Munchausen, a multiplayer storytelling and role-playing game originally published by Hogshead Publishing. Based on the stories about Baron Munchausen and created by James Wallace, this game of tall tales and playing roles is perfect for parties and requires no preparation at all. All you need is your imagination. If you're keen to know more, the latest edition of The Extraordinary Adventures of Baron Munchausen is available to download and buy on the Fantasy Flight Games website. That's www.fantasyflightgames.com. I'll include links to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. So here's how The Extraordinary Adventures of Baron Munchausen works. Firstly, each player must choose a title for themselves. For example, the Duke of such and such, or the Earl of whatever, and begins the game with two coins. This is known as their purse. The host will then turn to one of the nobles and ask them to tell them a story on a particular theme, normally by saying something along the lines of, so Baron, tell us the story of... The player must then respond with yes, in which case then they must tell that story. Alternatively, they can say no, my throat is too dry for that story, in which case they are allowed to forfeit their turn, and the host will then move on to address the next player. In telling a story, each player should try and outdo the previous storyteller, with a story that is bigger, wilder, and brings more glory upon themselves. Stories, however, should not be too long. About five minutes is good, and a warning will be given to the storyteller around the four-minute mark. After five minutes, the host will interject and the tale will end. Now, other players may interrupt the storyteller with objections or elaborations on points in their story, and this is done by pushing a coin from their purse, their stake, to the storyteller and saying, Oh, but Baron, followed by the relevant objection. Interruptions should be used to put amusing obstacles in the way of the Baron's story rather than nitpicking it, and naturally, a player with no coins may not interrupt. Only one interruption from the audience may be accepted by the storyteller per story. The storyteller must accept the interruption and the stake and explain it or build it into their story. Or they may disagree with it. They are allowed to ridicule the asker for believing anything so stupid and for doubting their word. But this, however, may result in a duel. A story finishes in one of two ways. Either the storyteller concludes it with a vow as to the truthfulness of the matter, or offer to duel anyone who does not believe their word, or one of the other players drinks a toast to the Baron's health and story. The host will then address the next player and give them a subject for their story. If a duel occurs, the players involved must face each other before the assembled guests and use the traditional method of rock-paper-scissors to determine who is right. The loser must detract their comments that led to the duel and forfeit a coin to the victor. One last thing before we begin... Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players, and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. What matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, with all that out of the way, let's play The Extraordinary Adventures of Baron Munchausen. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Explorers Club. Ra ra ra, etc. Exactly. Um, well, maybe we should go around the table and uh, greet our adventurers. So, as the host of this party, I am obviously the, the Earl of Western Supermare. So, welcome, welcome. Uh, start over there. Uh, you, good sir. What is your name? Lordy, Lordy. Lordy, Lordy. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> So good to have you, have you here with us. And yes, I see you uh, from uh, Europe. Hello there. Ah, yeah. Guten Abend. <laughs> good Abend. Um, I am uh, the Countess Hilda von Katzberg. <laughs> An interesting accent. Did you, where did you grow up? Um, all over Europe. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very lovely to have you here, Countess. And you, uh, my dear lady, what is your name? Uh, well, I am, of course, Lady Mamalade. Mamalade. Uh, and it is obviously my pleasure to be here. Fabulous, fabulous. It's, it's, again, it, it's such a rare occurrence for you to turn mm-hmm. up to one of these uh, shindigs, but thank you so much for coming. And uh, our last person here. Hello, what is your name? Uh, I, I'm Dame McHaggett, and it is your pleasure that I am here. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> of course. 
course. My a deepest apologies, Dame. It's so good to have such an interesting assortment of characters here at my local adventurers guild. Um, I brought you here today to talk about your various wild tales of adventure. But if you don't mind, Lordy Lordy, if you'd like to start us off. Are you, are you okay, Lordy Lordy? You seem to... Oh, I see your pomphitrating. Yes, snuff. It's fallen off. Oh, dear me. Oh, what a shame. Well, we'll still, we'll still start with you already, if that's okay, Lordy Lordy. I hear you're a bit of a, you're a, bit of a spaceman. So I was wondering if you could tell us a tale about how you survived your fall from the moon to the earth. And if you could wrap it up in about five minutes, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely smashing. Of course, the fall itself did take longer than five minutes. <laughs> so it will be difficult to tell you the true tale of it. I guess we have to start with how I got into space in the first yes, instance. absolutely, absolutely. Um, it happened somewhat by accident. I was having a bit of a conversation with Elon Musk. <laughs> oh yes, and, Alan. I, well, I know him well. Well, you see, we have the same dealer. Anyway, so... <laughs> He got into a little bit of um, a kerfuffle over a few things um, recently, mm-hmm. and he called me up one day and said, I want to send you into space. And I thought, dude, I think you're already in space yourself. Um, do you want to just uh, tell me a little bit more about what you wanted, wanted to do here? And he said to me, um, we want to bring forward our launch um, secretly, because uh, I'm not entirely sure if it's going to work, and if it doesn't work, then I'm going to be humiliated. So we need to get someone into space pretty much now. Mm-hmm. And I went, right, okay, I'll do it, because, you know, uh, who doesn't want to go into space? <laughs> so um, a couple of hours later, I'm with Elon Musk, and he decides to send me into space, which is all very well and good. Um, and he let me bring my dog with me, which was really nice of him. Oh. Uh, for some company, because, you know, of course. you're going to be sent into what, space. What's the name of your dog, sorry? Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Lord, Lord Lordy's Cuthbert. <laughs> Yeah. Of course. I was, I, I, I was, just, I was just confirming for myself. All right, I'm, Earl of Western Supermare, have you got a dog? No, no, please continue with your story. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, Elon Musk sends me into space, and a couple of hours later I end up on the moon. Uh, it wasn't the intended target. Um, he wanted to send me to Venus, because <laughs> he's my fire. He's my desire. That's another story. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, one of the wings fell off. Um, I, I believe I had a wing. Um, I don't quite recall the, the nature of how the spacecraft looked, but it was initially a rocket, then it grew wings, and then it soared like a bird. What's in this drink? Sorry, <laughs> um, sorry there's, a, there's a, oh, a lady marmalade. You seem to have marmalade. A, marmalade. Oh, my, my bad, I apologise. You seem to have an uh, objection to this. Lordy, Lordy, um, forgive me. Obviously, I'm a weak you know, woman, obviously stupid, head full of bonnets. However, (laughs) even my somewhat basic knowledge of rudimentary physics indicates that that kind of spaceship is, um, oh, how do the peasants say bullshit? (laughs) I would normally agree with you. I should probably clarify that this is how I was seeing things from the window um, as I was being hurled towards space and the G-forces clearly altered my vision. So from my perspective, this is entirely how it seemed. I don't recall how long it took. But certainly as we, we passed through the Earth's atmosphere and then we turned back, and Cuthbert said to me, as dogs do, bork, 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 bork. <laughs> of course, yes. And I knew just what he meant, looking yes. down on Earth, bork, bork. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us, tell us, you talked about the journey, but tell us what, but what happened when you got there? Ran out of fuel, didn't we? So as we started doing, as we, we didn't quite make it. To the moon, that, although that was, well, the intention was to get us towards Venus and then loop us back around again in time for dinner. But, um, yeah, we ran out of fuel, nearly breaking the Earth's orbit. And as a result of that, we started hurtling backwards towards the Earth. Um, the craft wasn't designed for this. Mm-hmm. So we improvised by trying to... You and to, Cuthbert improvised. We did improvise. We, we looked into each other's eyes and he gave me a lot of inspiration. Um... We sounds like a true hero, this dog. He didn't survive, um, as most heroes don't. Uh, I would say you've still got a minute and 20 seconds left of your story. <laughs> Just as well. Because <laughs> I am loving retelling this story. Tell us, what happened once you landed? I, I don't recall too much from that. Um, there, was, there was some night terrors. Um, <laughs> I, I, we landed in the sea. We did land in the sea in, in, a, in a void. In essence, what I believe would have happened is that we came back towards the Earth. Our spaceship broke up. Um, Cuthbert went flying into space. Um, oh, no. like, um, but he survived. 
He survived in space. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> space is a great preservative. Um, he, he, he'll be he's pretty much still frozen in there or up there rather, orbiting the Earth. Bork Bork, as he Bork 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 Bork. Um, in fact, they named a satellite in his honor. I mean, he's as he rotates around the the Earth, borking and uh, borking. Um, but um, I fell into the sea um, in a rubber dinghy that kind of spontaneously appeared from the shattered remains of the craft, um, and then was rescued by um, by your nephew, Earl oh, yes. of Western Superman. Yes, yes, they were very... Oh dear, my, my tag has fallen off. And yes, yes, my, my nephew, he is the local Coast Guard, and it just so happens to have passed by. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yes, I don't know if Coast Guards actually go out into the Pacific Ocean, but that's that's fine. That's, well, I believe that seems like a very truthful tale, so chin-chin to that. Chin-chin, friends. Chin-chin. Yes, very sad to hear about the, the loss of your dog. Why did you say who did me a fright in Elon Musk? What <laughs> 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 opportunity! Oh, man. I thought you were going to say I landed on Cuthbert. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. And I was like, no, no, the dog survived in space. So, yes, uh, well, Lordy Lordy, um, is there any tales here that you wish would like to hear from anyone? Countess Hilda. Yeah. Can you recall the time that you showed the Empress of Sweden's bloomers to the town of Dusseldorf. Oh, I love this story. Why did you do that? <laughs> Let me just get the timer out so. <laughs> before you begin. So I, I want to make sure we're all... Oh, it's already started, but it's okay. We'll restart that. Yes, uh, Countess, please tell us. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Uh, that is a very funny story indeed. Uh, so, so is the Empress of Sweden, yes? Uh, yes, Gertrude, yes. Uh, oh, we're very, very good friends. Um, yes, uh, she and I, we, we, made a, we made a bet. Uh, and we, we were playing a game of cards, you know, the, 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 the poker? The poker, yes. The poker, yes. yes. We were playing the poker later. I'm very, very good at the poker. I, I, still, uh, I still need to beat you. Didn't make haggis. You do? Last time. Uh, so, and uh, essentially, the winner of the game of the poker, uh, we would show our underwear... To an entire town. It's a very funny story. Very funny story. So, it started off, I'm not good at the poker. Very, very not good at the poker. And uh, Gertrude, uh, she's very, very good. So I was a bit worried. Um, I don't have very nice underwear. Um, uh, so, uh, essentially, uh, there was a, a race going on outside, you know, with the horses and the people on the horses, you know. Um, and suddenly we're in this uh, beautiful, beautiful castle uh, near Stockholm and the horses, they ran into the room. And the, the, uh, yes, the Duchess, she was very, uh, very distraught by this, this situation and she ran away and she was panicking and I had to look at her cards, you see. That's ah. how that worked. And then I won the game of the poker. Yes, uh, everyone was very surprised because I am very, very bad. Uh, at countess, countess, I must object. Mm. I, I did not. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, I do not believe there are palaces in Stockholm. I feel it's like a very small, like city, and, like and a brace horse going through a palace. That, that seems absurd to me. Ah, yes, uh, it's interesting that you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently, there has been a brand new palace built in Stockholm oh, because yes. uh, it was such a distance to travel uh, between Stockholm and the main palaces in Sweden. Oh, of course. Uh, especially uh, nowadays, you know, with um, build, uh, knocking down everything and building up the, the parking lots and the places of the castles. Um, um, and actually, because it's a very... Um, a very new castle. Uh, we only have one guard patrolling the entire castle, and he was uh, he was busy. He was actually he was watching the race. <laughs> he, got <very> distracted. <laughs> he got very distracted by the race going past, um, and then suddenly all these horses come into the castle, and it was oh my goodness me! It was a, oh, it's a commotion. I looked at her cards. It was very funny, and I uh, yeah. So I used that uh, impromptu. Uh, interruption by the horses to win the, the poker game. So, but but what was her hand compared to your hand? Oh, it was very good. She had a she had a royal flush, which is funny because uh, <laughs> she is royalty. Um, and what did you have to beat that hand of a royal flush? Uh, I had. Uh, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> oh, it's an unknown hand. I did. It's want. an unknown hand. Oh, okay. Well, you st- you still have a little bit of time. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, so. Uh, 
eventually, so I won the, the poker game. It was very amusing, and uh, the the Duchess of Sweden she wanted to take back her entire bet in the first place. Um, and I said, no, it is only right that uh, I won the poker game, so I will show the bloomers to my entire hometown, which is Dusseldorf, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I... Um, well, well, tell us about the day, then, because I'm sure it was oh, a big yes. ceremony oh, for this. Oh, it was such a big ceremony. The, the, the townspeople were very confused. <laughs> I can't think why. Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's a very confusing situation. Um, and uh, frankly, I think there was uh, almost all out war uh, between Sweden and Germany it was uh, it was very, it was very awkward so I had to do, I had to explain to Angela Angela Merkel we are very good friends oh, um, another good friend of yours yes. yeah, yeah, lots of good friends um, and uh, it was it was very very confusing it was a beautiful day um, and she chose some very nice underwear to parade to the people um, so was she paraded through the town or was it was no no it, no, it, no, it, no, uh, no 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 we are not that uh, not that kind of oh. stuff no um, no so I uh, actually decided to make it more ceremonial so I I, I hooked them up on a flagpole <laughs> to show the people and they were beautiful they were the same colours as the Swedish flag they were blue and they were the blue bloomers, <laughs> uh, blue bloomers uh, with uh, the, the yellow, the yellow stitching around them. It was uh, quite a sight, quite That's a sight. Quite, quite um, it, was, <laughs> it was quite beautiful. Um, anyway, so uh, the, the long story short is that uh, now we have a, another poker game coming up in the very near future, um, and uh, almost, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that again. One. Yes. Oh, fantastic! Well, I, again, fantastic story. Oh my god, my timer is still. Oh uh, yeah, so Chin Chin, a fantastic uh, story. Chin 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 Chin. Lady Marmalade, uh, can you please uh, explain to us, this, this is a fantastic story actually, how you succeeded in the enterprise of crossbreeding elephants and peacocks and why? Oh gosh, I am so glad you asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because with the elephants and the peacocks and the... Uh, you know the the ethics people. It was quite the tale, <laughs> quite the tale. So it began when I was in India. Uh, I was on a gap year, and <laughs> it's traditional for the people of my class. And I saw the most wonderful. Have you ever seen a peacock? They are magnificent. They, are magnificent. they make mm. this noise like. Could you could you just could you actually do the noise? Yes, it, it is almost like like a dying walrus. At dawn. I, I can't nah, nah, nah. <laughs> But they're so beautiful, you, you, you find yourself almost not caring. And I, I, I think it was really that that inspired me. And also the fact that I'd only had two hours sleep a night for three weeks. So, uh, as was traditional again for the people of my class, we went to an elephant sanctuary. You know, an elephant Elephant? We all know the elephant. No, I do not know no. this animal. Elephant, biggies, got the trunk. Oh, yes, an elephant. Elephant. Yes. yes, yes, quite. So, and I just thought, well, they're elephants, they're so useful. They've got little hair on their heads, the little <laughs> ones are very sweet, and a big trunk. And I just thought, they look us from the front, but what is at the back? It's this tail that looks like chewing gum. And I just thought, what is even the point of that? Now, fortunately, as you all... As you all know, my great ancestor, Dr. Frinkenstein, oh, yes. um, luckily did leave the laboratory to my branch of the family. So, so is that Dr. Frinkenstein, Mama Lade? Uh, no, no, we, he married him. Oh, I see. Married, there, were, there, were, there, were, there were no, you know as well as I do, there were no descendants from that line. It was very awkward. You had to push it all out of the police. And I don't like to talk about I, it. I'm terribly sorry. But the lad did end up in my branch of the family. So I, being... I don't like to boast, but being tremendously well off, I decided that I was going to bring home a peacock and an elephant. And basically, first I tried to make them fuck. <laughs> and that just didn't work at all. Just didn't work at all. So I reached out to some friends. And I said, well, like, I, I hear this thing called DNA. So, I mean, I, I will skip past, I will skip past, but I was working. You may have heard, there's a famous song about you working late in the lab one night, out of sight, it happened for Halloween. Yes, oh, I don't know I have heard that. So what happened, I mashed them together in the Monster Marsh Technique. machine. Yeah. Uh, gosh, 
where did my accent go for a minute there? <laughs> I was so excited telling the story. So I mashed them together in the monster mash machine. And out came this creature. Now, I thought it was beautiful, but the village people said it was an abomination <laughs> unto the Lord. So, and it kept on going, nah, 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 and it was... <sighs> Sounds like a cry for help. It was, but the important thing is, is that rich people be cray-cray. So luckily, <laughs> I managed to clone it several times and sell them to all the rich people around Europe. You'll all have seen them, but... My patent, darling. My patent. Oh, very good, very good. So, all things considered, though this story may sound a touch unlikely, it's amazing <laughs> what one can do with bird-related Lady Marmalade, I'm confused by the science in the story. <gasps> oh, my God. We've discussed this already, darling. I'm what, what is your actual objection, Lord Lordy? Like, I, I, I assume you're a man of science yourself. My objection is that you have, you're discussing the fusion of two different parts of the animal kingdom. Mm. With completely different um, chromosome structures, one being a mammal, one being a bird. Yes. How quite difficult. How not only did you manage to find a way of being able to create a cell that represents both a peacock and an elephant, how did you enable cloning of such a species? Well, cloning is quite an old technique now. Remember with the sheep and the dolly. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, the actual. Mushing, because the, the scientific term is is to mush. So we mush them in the marsh. Mission. Why do you look so cross, Lordy, Lordy? This is scientific. You're a man of science. Oh, so, Lady Marmalade, we all know that you were at the bottom of the school charts at school. Okay, not pretend fine. To do I made my very good manservant, Eagle, do it. <laughs> you know it is embarrassing to talk about the help. Pan- you were the one who Pan- wanted the You still have a few seconds left. I would anyway. I would wrap up the story very quickly. The point is, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Good day. Uh, well, I mean, some dubious claims there, but, <laughs> but I feel Lady Marmalade, uh, chin, chin chin. Oh, it's maybe just me in that one. Okay. <laughs> I was I was delighted with the story. I must say, although yes, I I don't. I until you talked about the smushing technique, I wasn't fully convinced, but. Very, very well told. Very well told. That was good. That was good. There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I know we all enjoyed my tale. However, Dame McHaggis, I've been curious for quite, quite some time. I've heard it in rumours. I believe that you were the principal in the safe escape of Bonnie Prince Charlie, and I wondered if you could tell us more. In, in five minutes or less. Yes, please. Tell us more, Dane. <sighs> well, uh, <laughs> I don't like to talk about this very much because, you see, Charlie and I were acquaintances and uh, he's a very private man. But on this one occasion, I will divulge the details. Just uh, remind me what aspect. <laughs> <laughs> you, were the, you were the principal in the escape. In the escape, In the yes. escape. So tell us about how you helped him to escape. Well... I mean, as you all know, uh, Charlie was a good wee Catholic boy, and uh, there was a bit of a debacle about the, the crown. And uh, some folk liked him, some folk didn't like him, but uh, well, I was quite partial to wee Charlie. And uh, we, we'd grown up together in the hills and the valleys of, of Scotland. Of Scotland. And we out there on the, on the islands where there was not much to do, uh, and so we became very close. And um, uh, the English were after him, so uh, they, they did actually capture him, because as you rightly said, I, um, I, he, he, I helped him escape there. So, um, yes, he was captured by the English, by his toenails. Oh. <laughs> what, 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 what happened was he, he, he jumped off of a, 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 out of the, the top of the hill there, and... Uh, <laughs> We've barely escaped with his toenails. Well, that... quite, yes. But there were some very... Interesting, uh, interesting new technique by the English, though. Mm, yes. yes, and they had sort of sharp, sort of, like, uh, clipper things. Oh, terrible. And they grabbed his toes, and then he was hanging by his toes, and then mm. eventually he was scrambling down the hill there, and uh, uh, his his toes <coughs> and his toenails were... I feel, were I feel you do have an obsession with his toes, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll move past that. I did not want to make assumptions, Lady McHale. 
But um, so Not so where, where where was he held? Where where was he? So they, he they took him up to uh, Bay Nevis. Oh, yeah, there was a prison a, up there. Yeah, there's a tower up there actually. I has a tower up there uh, at the top of Ben Nevis. It wow. turned into a cable car. <laughs> Dean McHaggis, didn't your family build that tower? <laughs> How did they do that? Uh, my family are a family of very, very strong, capable people. And so we uh, we just did it by sheer manpower. Well, we've got, we've got other people to do it, I suppose you might say. Um, and we got the villagers in. But would you not say... not yeah. to interrupt again, but wasn't there accusations of slavery involved in this? <laughs> I don't think there was any accusations. I think I was quite open about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we, we had local people do, do carry big lumps of granite up the hill. I mean, some call that slavery, some call it an honest day's work. I, I guess what Lord Lordy is getting at is more that... Um... You didn't pay them. <laughs> not so much that, but I was like, we're, not, we're not here in the human rights court, I, I, think, I think it's more the fact that you seem to have best interests. If you're the people who put, unless it was a complete ruse, that you would have Charles put in the, the very prison that your family built. Well, this, you see, this is why this is why it was quite a secret story, you see. Oh. Because um, you know, Ch- Charlie and I were, were not meant to be, a bit like Romeo and Juliet, of course. But, uh, <laughs> you know, my family were devout Calvinists. And they built this tower up there to keep away all the evils of the Catholic world. And uh, so they built this tower and they had the, the, the folk do it for them. And because they were working, they were happy. So. Oh. True Calvinists, that uh, is. Theology. And so when Charlie was away up there, and because of course my family had indeed built this, I knew precisely all the wee alleyways, all the wee. <laughs> The wee narrow passages. Even though you had no input in the building of it at all. Nope, but I <laughs> have roamed around Scotland a lot. <laughs> one, one tower does look alive. It made the, no, the same, my family built this tower. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my family built this tower. I knew this tower. <laughs> and so I knew where the escape routes were in the tunnels. And I, I, I dug my way through. You and I, I got a rope and I threw it up. And I found this window. And uh, I climbed up, you see. Mm-hmm. Got quite strong arms. You wouldn't think I, it. I now. mean, I you didn't want to comment, but you are, you are busting out of that bust again. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I just climbed my way up to him. You know, when when your heart's involved there, and you, there's not much you can do about it. No. Yeah, it just takes over. You would do anything for love. Anything for love. Did I say love? No, no, I didn't oh. say that. Uh, so, uh, yes, I got up there, and Charlie had lovely long locks as well, so he chopped them down and made them into a rope, and we, oh yeah, we, we ran. So that's some very familiar story. It's like the Rapunzel. Ah, yes. <laughs> you might say that, I... But I, I think that was an absolutely cracking story, so yes. Well done, David. Chin, 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 chin. You would only do anything for love, you would do that. Yes. Ah, Earl of Western Super... Mayor. Yes, that is, that is my title, yes. Okay, well, if you insist, that's a place. Right. Um, <laughs> would you mind awfully, please, please do tell us mm-hmm. about that fine little time when you discovered the island of cheese and how you escaped from its inhabitants with terrible, fierce people. And um... Excellent. Uh, yes. <laughs> I will totally tell you about the, the land of cheese. Um, no, 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 it's the island of cheese. Oh, well... Island of cheese. I, I, I mean, to me, it was a proper land. But yes, um, well, as you know, I'm a great adventurer and I go across all the different seas and stuff. And would you believe it? There was a massive storm one night and um, I was set adrift from my from my ship and I ended up in, um, it was called Edam. Uh, you know, and there was various, uh, how can I describe it? There was mountains of brie. Um, all the locals were like, hello me. And I was like, hello me. <laughs> and yes, I've... I thought that was a very clever saying as well, but no one seemed to laugh at that, even on the island of cheese. Um, but I discovered terribly that they were they were cannibals. They would eat themselves, and and they've discovered that as as I was a a different, a made of uh, meat, they were like, well, this would be perfect for our ritualistic dinner. And I was like, oh, what would that be? Like, oh, fondue. So they they put me in this pot, you see, and I was uh, sort of tied up, and I was like, gosh, this is this is not going well for for me, the Earl of Western Supermare. So. I managed to grab one of those little pointy fork things with my teeth and I managed to sort of go through my ropes like that, like you know, sho- shove them down the thing. Well, anyone looking, I was very, very sneaky about it. Um, I guess I couldn't give it a damn about it. Oh, yes, uh, there. Uh, uh, sorry, Earl. Uh, just 
uh, I, I'm, as, as far as I'm aware, the uh, the people of the island she's haven't actually developed the technology to have forks. Oh, you know what? You are right. They don't. They just use knives. They don't. They don't have any kind of. It's it's all stabby stabby instruments. That's why I was in the pot in the first place. If they'd only surrounded me with forks, I'd be like, well, that is a fork, kind sir. I would not be easily put into a pot. But yes, it was all knives. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I managed to get out of this my bo- my bonds with with one of the uh, fondue knives, and then I used it, and they were like, "Back, back, you cheesy savages!" Oh. <laughs> and they were, "Oh, the person got out of the pot. They must be a, a they must be sent from God. This must be a sign." And I was like, "Yes, yes, take me to your uh, cheesy leader." So we did. Interesting enough, they were also they were the they had this weird sort of like contraption on their head, like almost like little triangles as a crown. And they, they call themselves they call themselves uh, nachos. I thought that's a very interesting title. And we talked at great length about the different kinds of cheeses and the textures and stuff. And and they they sent me on my merry way and they they helped make me a um, basically if you imagine if you if you imagine almost like a uh, they they scooped out the rest of the brie and they left it as a sort of a huge brie. These trees on this island had huge like. It cheeses, fruits, and everything like that, and, and they scooped out the brie, and I made a little boat for myself. And then I came back with a whole sort of um, cheese entree, and I, different cheeses from around the world. Unfortunately, what's really sad is that then everyone had the cheese, went to the island, and killed all the savages. And that's how, that's the extinction, and no one ever has to go to that island ever again. Um, I can pontificate more on the story if there's if there's time left, but I don't want to. You do, in fact, have mm. one minute for Oh, do we? Well, yes, I'll talk about the cheese. I feel you really miss the opportunity to talk about the cheesy ponies, but oh, quite, quite, my God, the, yes, the, the mascarpones, yes, <laughs> I, remember, I remember them now. Yes, so we. Well, it's funny going back to your story, uh, Countess. Still one of Add my... <laughs> one of my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have used them all up, Lordy Lordy. Um, well, the. Um... I shall interject nevertheless. Oh, yes, go on, please. Didn't you also say that this is the island in which you use Dairly as a sort of a methadone substitute for the people <laughs> who are eating their own their cheesy selves? I. Well, I said, I'm preposterous. It is at least called uh, the laughing cow in their culture. <laughs> It's probably addicted to cheese strings. Um, I cannot confirm or deny if they were connected. I mean, they were Campbells in themselves. If anything, they had amazing, like, sort of hair as a result, and they could do different styles and stuff. But anyway, that's beside the point. The ponies, my gosh, the ponies, the mascot ponies. Um, we had, you know, as I was saying, Countess, the the, the racetrack uh, that you talked about in your story. Oh, yes. Well, um, we had a very similar thing where they they did have like um, a racetrack around the thing, and again, the the mascot pony would win, and then. The, uh, the um, and then they had the Cheddar Gorge came second. <laughs> oh, you know, it's probably for the best. You only have another twenty seconds. Oh God, there's so much more to tell. So much to tell. So much, to so tell. much time. So much time. Um, but yes, and uh, we saw various. Um, uh, we the sheep. Uh, so the horses were had their yeah, again. The horses and the ponies were so lovely. <laughs> I think we could probably I say that you are what out of time, as much as I would love to Oh, it's, it's totally fine. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for listening to my story about the ponies and the cheese. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. Well, let's, let's all raise a glass to uh, the Earl of Western Superman, the Superman. genocide of the cheesy people. <laughs> the cheesy people. Oh, huzzah. Yeah. May they rest in peace. I approve of genocide. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, welcome back. We've refreshed our drinks. Uh, thank you for returning. I appreciate some of the stories from, from the last uh, last round were a bit um, contentious in some ways, but um, and, and indeed we have we have heard tales even when for some reason we all went talking to each other. Yes, <laughs> more shocking. It's so shocking. My God, uh, through the medium that we are in today, the, the facial expressions are shocking. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, the um, the boat through my tapes for the podcast, so I cannot retell the story. But it's okay because I'm um, Lord Lordy Lordy, as Lord Lordy Lordy. <laughs> Then you have another tale for us to tell, and maybe a bit morbid, I apologise, but um, the sad occasion of your funeral, and how is it that you are sitting here right now to talk to us about your stories? Well, you see, that, that does kind of lead on directly from that time that I fell to Earth from the moon with my dog being left in space, um, petrified. Um, you see, when I fell uh, back to Earth and uh, was rescued by your nephew... Oh, yes. I then died. Oh. Um, funnily enough, you can't really survive um, falling oh. that distance um, oh, and landing into a, um, a, a, a inflatable 
uh, dinghy. Um, obviously, <laughs> you can survive it, but not for very long. Um, so anyhow, um, I was I was buried, um, but um, on the day of the funeral, uh, remarkably, science um, pioneered by Lady Marmalade's oh. um, research was able to bring him back to life. Um, because uh, apparently the normal rules of science don't apply in her lab. Were you that villain that stole my technology? Not in the slightest. <laughs> you bequeathed it to me. Oh, gosh, yes. I was very drunk that night. Yeah, sorry. So, so, so sorry. So, so you ended up being buried and then came back to life? No, How? it was on the same day. Oh. Do pay attention, and, uh, <laughs> Earl of Western Supermare. I'm so sorry. So, you see, on the day of the funeral, it was an open casket, you see, and it just, it just took a little while for this... Um, this uh, this remedy, this technique of Lady, Lady Marmalade, um, to take its its full effect on me. Um, however, this was applied by um, by servants and various acquaintances and so. So what, what what arrangements did you have for the funeral? Did you did you have it all laid out? Like um, you'd have certain like colours or or a, a buffet? Or... <laughs> well, it was all pre-planned. I mean, it is the tradition of um, the Lordy family to plan for all one's funeral in advance. It, it does kind of form the same formula every time around because a funeral is a funeral, let's say, and um, you know you, you have the caterers that you. Um, they feed you throughout your life and we naturally will go back to them as mm-hmm. one final farewell and and so um, most of the arrangements are already taken care of especially it was quite good actually when I did wake up to be part of my own funeral uh, in the sense that not many people get the chance to experience that and I I, I don't wish to object in any way Lord Lordy um, but when you hit the ground or hit the ocean from the I did hear that you went into a, like quite a few pieces so Sploosh, I believe. Yes, sploosh, but I also blur. So they had to pick you up, like in bits and pieces. Was that a problem, or was? Or did they... I don't recall that being me. Although I wasn't necessarily in like full state of mind at the time. Oh. I, I, of course, I had just died. Yes. Um, at least I believe I had died at that point. The um, I wonder if you're mistaken by the other person who fell to it fell to earth. There was, I do admit, was it uh, Elon? Because I did think he went up with you, didn't he not? No, he, he didn't. He, he stood on the ground. Yeah. Although, it would not surprise me if you tried to send someone up in parallel to me. Uh, of course, oh. there's been so many people falling from space lately as that well, you know. That is true. It, that is true. It, it, is, it is one of those. Oh, uh, oh those, those things. <laughs> so, so tell us more about the, about the funeral. So what happened when you uh, realised it was your own funeral you were attending? Well, I kind of got into the swing of things eventually once I, I kind of fully... Um, kind of woke myself up I had, I had a nice cup of coffee I had a, had a good strong whiskey donated by Dame McHaggis oh you were, um, of course she needed one herself because she was a little bit startled <laughs> I, I did look a bit pasty at the time I Lindy Marmalade was there to like pop some of my um, my bones back into the correct position I mean my oh. my shoulder had been dislocated quite badly by the fall yes um, but all in all, I think we all had quite a good night. There was much drink to be had. It became a bit more of a of, of an awakening rather than awake. <laughs> Indeed. And and what did, what did the, uh, the the priest say when obviously you uh, turned out to be not dead and came out of the the ground? Were you in the ground by this point, or were you? Or was the Superman? There was no priest there. There was no priest. Oh. Oh no. Oh. Oh no. No no. No. There was... oh, he's a terrible he's a terrible atheist. <laughs> um, no, so it, it was um, sweet. <laughs> it was a it was a non-religious uh, funeral uh, in the sense that it was more a case of of confirmation of death and then burial. Um, what about the the guests who 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 came to the funeral other than uh, well, of course, said... those those around this table here. There, there was oh, well, uh, I, I was not invited. Yeah, me neither. No, no, you we know what you like at a party. Um, <laughs> doesn't Hilda, you and your underpants. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, uh, that, that's I believe. I mean, there's no more, more to say. So, well, chin chin. Thank you for telling us. It was really mm. quite a traumatic, chin chin, a traumatic yeah. experience. And I, for one, am glad you've stopped that phase you went through of trying to eat people's brains. It's much oh. better. Countess <laughs> <laughs> Hilda, yeah. do you recall the time you eradicated the Black Plague from Hamburg in one afternoon? <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's an amazing story, tell us. 
Ah, yes, of course. So, uh, you do know that um, Hamburg was was very badly affected by the the plague. They are not very clean people, <laughs> as you very well know. Um, and they have a, a very bizarre fondness for the rats. <laughs> they like to keep them uh, as 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 pets and as as servants as well. <laughs> Wow. Um, I did not know this about Hamburg. Yeah, it is. Uh... Did you find that in Scotland? I tell you. <laughs> no, no, Scotland is more civilised. Um, no, so they, they have the... Uh, they use them as the servants for the carrying of the things. Um, and they, uh, anyway, so this is a long story. But Hamburg, they're dirty, they like rats. Um, so I had to go there. Um... It was it was about to spread throughout the entirety of Europe. Mm-hmm. It was going to wipe out the entirety of Europe, and I had to do something about it. It was my mission uh, to save the people of Hamburg from the plague, um, and also from their weird rat obsession. Actually, at the, at the time, I did not uh, connect the two. It was very funny because nobody knew. <laughs> That the rats were causing the plague. Uh, mm. We thought it was the miasmas in the air, oh, which is the smells. Uh, yeah. Yes, and it actually it sort of made sense because this is a Hamburg is very smelly. Um, <laughs> That's smelly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> I I went there and I realized that actually the places that had the uh, largest uh, amount of the plague deaths were the rich places because they could afford all the rats for the servants. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's, it was very strange. But uh, that's how they are in Hamburg, very strange. Um, and I realised, I thought, this is very strange because the poor people are not affected, but the rich people are very confusing. And I sat down and I thought about it and I realised it was the rats all oh. along. The rats, I know, I am a genius. You are, you yes, are. Yes, and actually I am going to get the very first Nobel Prize. <laughs> So, but how did you, I created myself? But how did you do it in a whole afternoon? Sure, so oh, it was very easy. I just killed oh. all the rats. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> how did you kill all the rats? Ah, it's a very funny story. Um, <laughs> so, um, I uh, implemented a device. I used uh, Lady Marmalade. It actually helped me with this one. It's, it's very funny. A lot of people uh, Lady Marmalade uh, stories. She's a great scientist. She's great. <laughs> she's great. Um, but yes. And it was a way to spread the rat poison throughout the entirety of Hamburg. It was quite amazing, actually. Um, and it spread it, uh, a mist in the air, which was inhaled by the rats. But, and this was the very important part, it was not lethal to any other animals or humans, just rats. I know, oh, it's amazing. How, how convenient. Uh, it's very, very convenient. Um, so it killed all of the rats very, very quickly. And I have uh, Lady Marmalade to... To thank for for that that wonderful invention, but I, it was my idea, so therefore I uh, <laughs> I took all the glory. Of course, of course. Um, the other problem was obviously there were still some people in Hamburg that had the plague, obviously, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so we had to kill all of them as well. <laughs> so uh, sorry, you do still have a little bit of time, but tell us how did you kill those people affected? So it was very similar to. Um, it was you, still, you still have a minute or so left of our time. It was very similar to the, um, to the rat, uh, rat poison invention, uh, except I just um, <laughs> I went round with the hammer and I just killed all of the plague victims. I'm, it was I'm quite t- funny. I'm totally <laughs> sorry. Although obviously I know that that one's rat. Uh, invention was was correct. Being quite know, okay, in, um, Dane Macagus. I happen to know that, that Hamburg is a city of over 15 square miles and mm. one person with one hammer simply simply cannot murder more than 247 <laughs> people a day. So I do wonder how you got round that problem of having to kill the over 800 infected people. Oh my goodness, I, yes, I would totally love to know mm. that too. Oh no, I had an army. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I, I actually I, so my uh, my household and actually I use some of Lady Marmalade. <laughs> Is that where Jeffrey went? Oh my gosh! I have not had a decent cheese butler for months. 
You should have said. You might have PTSD. So, um, <laughs> within the, say, closing seconds of this story, was there anything else you'd like to add about this army that seemed to help you? No. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Um, well, Camel Test, thank you for telling us. Bork, 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 indeed. <laughs> yeah. Ah, my, my very good friend, Lady Marmalade, who helped me with my rat poison invention. Um... You have a brilliant story that I'd like you to divulge to the so waiting many, audience, uh, so many Madame und Herren, um, how you came to be burnt at the stake for witchcraft in Barcelona and how you survived. Fabulous. It's a fantastic story. I cannot wait. It, it, it is a wonderful story and I am, again, so very glad you've said it, but... Hopefully, will not mean that I need to explain too many difficult scientific concepts this time. <laughs> I, I, do, I do fear for it. just sounded a bit more straightforward than your last one. Yes. So I, I was in, I was in, uh, I was in Barcelona, which I will recall very shortly is not technically a part of Spain. It's the Catalans. Yes, it is. It's, it's the Catalonia. <laughs> it's okay. I've already insulted the entirety of Hamburg Ge- and Germany. Okay, I mean. <laughs> Geography. Not, <laughs> not science, no, is it? It wasn't your strong point in school either, was it? <laughs> no, all science. Uh, yes. Yes. So I, I was in uh, Barcelona. Uh, it is uh, simply because I do love tapas. But the, the, the Catalans, I mean, one does not wish to, to have stereotypes. Because I definitely know a lot about that part of the world. Um, but they're, they're, they're animals. They're truly, truly animals. Um... And, you know, if one has been to Barcelona, which I will keep saying in that accent, mm. as I do think it I is mean, important... That is, that is pronunciation. It is, it is, it is important for one to be respectful. You know, even see. when dealing with such dreadful people. Very cruel to animals. Dreadful people. And anyway, yeah. so there I was, trying the tapas. Just delicious tapas. Isn't it what dried tapas? It is little tiny... Tiny plates of food, mm. so you can try many things while pretending to share, when in fact one has no intention of doing so. <laughs> but it makes fun. one look so gregarious. So, there I was having the tapas. And I, and I said, Gark on, because that is how one speaks to waiters <laughs> when one is on the continent. I said, Gark on, Pedro. <laughs> um, could you... Could you so kindly, whilst this food is adequate, I I think it needs some ketchup. And also, this is swill. Mm. I wish for a glass of Stella Artois. <laughs> <laughs> what I did not know was the Stella Artois riots of 1857. Oh, dreadful. Uh, yes. I well, lost well, well, history also not my strong suite in school because I was so busy concentrating on the biology. And the science. And the, the science. <laughs> so science. Um, and, and I did not realise, of course, that the Stella, after the Stella Artois riots of 1857, I forget the dates, history, not my strong suite. <laughs> well, you simply cannot name it there because, of course... Uh, Mr. Stella and Mr. Artois in, in Barcelona did, in fact, do all those murders. <laughs> and it, simply by invoking the name, only one who is the, obviously the most evil of the evil would um, would invoke their names. Uh, so, well, one thing led to another, and it, maybe it was because of all those children I'd punched, I don't know. <laughs> they already had a steak waiting. Oh. Most mysterious, and not the delicious meaty kind. Oh, no, no. The <laughs> that is on top of a big pile of wood, mm-hmm. and oh, there are 20 men, and I, I did not have any of my scientific wizardry with me. And they, they tied me, they, they tied me there, and they put the flames down, and I thought, Lady Marmalade, <laughs> Lady Marmalade, <laughs> I thought the most wonderful thing you see, most mm-hmm. wonderful thing, and I should build up to it. The most, <laughs> the most wonderful thing. Yes, because yes. you see, I had invented something some time ago and it was called the sprinkler device. Ah, oh, yes, I know of this the device. The sprinkler yeah. device. Now, I knew if I did it too soon, all I would do would put out the wood and they would burn me further. So I need to have quite the big wood. But luckily, I had so very many layers on um, <laughs> because I do not trust the foreign weather. So it is very important to wear at least four or five layers when abroad. 
So we did all of that. So I waited until layer one caught fire and I had to scream most convincingly, but luckily the people are very stupid, very stupid. So they failed to matter. Layer two, and I screamed louder and they were going, burn the witch, burn the witch, say. Oh, I cannot do the accent. Um, um, Lady Marvelard, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but do you not think... As Barcelona is one of the top... Barcelona. Sorry, Barcelona. Be respectful. uh, As I am. I mean, you said they were stupid, but actually Barcelona is in the the top three of the most intelligent people uh, of the world. And actually, instead of burn the witch, they were saying, burn the bitch. And I feel like your insulting thing, they can only come against it with fire to burn out what sounds like very racist (laughs) and... uh, (laughs) Discriminatory remarks. Hear, hear. Well, I'm, I'm, my dear Earl. Yes. I will take this to a jewel. Excellent. I'm outraged, and frankly, would talk very well. Okay. Because I need to think of what happened next. That's fine. So for for a jewel, so I put my mark uh, forward. You put one if you've got one. Yes, I do. Yep. And then we'll do rock paper scissors, and then the loser obviously has to concede. This is life and death stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on guard. So. On guard. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, oh Yeah, <laughs> you win. I predicted that. <laughs> well, Aaron Burr. I predicted a riot. <laughs> Am I permitted to finish my turn? You or? may, you may. I'd say you've got... So that was a very timely reference to Hamilton. You've got ten seconds left, I'd say, of my uh, stopwatch. Anyway, so anyway... Blah, 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 sprinkler system, blah, 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 escaped, lost all my hair, blah, 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 did not throw away my shot. Good day. Uh, very, very good. And I'm, I'm sorry I didn't, didn't mean to bring up the fact that you have lost all your hair and you've not really replaced it just yet. So. It's fine. Mm. I happen to like the way my skull shines in the evening moonlight. I mean, you really should probably get rid of the smoke marks that you've got. <laughs> No. No. Okay. No. Well, it will chin chin. Very, very entertaining tale. Chin chin, chin chin. Um, to the good Frost. people of Barcelona, as has been proven by my jewel, you are wonderful people, <laughs> and I am, I am the failure. In the top three of most intellectual peoples of the world. Really? That's no. That's something. <laughs> I, well, according to to my uh, various sources, yes. Hmm. I enforces uh, that that place you got rid of all the rats from. I killed them all. It was great fun. Well, that was quite fun. I think we need to move swiftly away from my tales. And I think I think we need to move on to Dame McHaggis. Yes, indeed. Um, and well, perhaps it is uh, uncouth of me to ask this, Dame McHaggis. But um, what exactly did you do with the arms of the Venus de Milo? <laughs> I didn't know you had them. Oh, quiet, it was well, quite a scandal. Oh. It's, 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 uh... oh, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, and uh, the arms. Right, so, well, you know, as one does, I was on my wee grand tour uh, around, around the continent. And uh, you go to all the fancy places, and you got your uh, Paris, and Rome, and Florence, right? and all those sort of places. And well, <laughs> I was at the the Louvre. Oh God! <laughs> that is the correct pronunciation. I don't know what you're talking about, Countess. <laughs> and the Scots. Mine got. The Scots and the French <laughs> are great pals because of the old alliance. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, that thing the French definitely remember. Yes. <laughs> so you're on your grand tour around the Louvre. <laughs> yes. And, uh, well, I saw lovely young Venus there, and uh, was she, she with her sister Serena? Yeah. <laughs> Not for that time, right? And oh, yes. um, all, all there have white marbles. It was lovely, and uh, well, she had these two arms, and you see, well, just looked a bit. <laughs> Bit silly, I thought. Really, I, I know, unnecessary. <laughs> they detracted, and so, so I just I checked over my shoulder, and I thought, well, no breast are there, and there's some other ponces going around. <laughs> and so I just, <laughs> please continue. I just took my catapult out and my shot. 
and hurled it at her arms. I'm good shot, you see. And it was. I knocked them off and well, I stashed them in my wee satchel. My mother always used to say, Mary, I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was your nickname for you, wasn't it, Den? <laughs> it was, well, yeah. She did, like, call me after the servant. She I mean, all Scottish people are called Mary. Yeah. As far as I, I believe. Is the, is the... I've heard that is true. Yes. yes. Uh, you, we, uh, you, <laughs> you should really carry a handbag. Otherwise, you know, men will get the wrong impression, she said. That's <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this like nugget of knowledge. Yes. Um, your mother I, seems a very I, wise woman. Well, no, I, I, I eschew all my mother's advice. And so I just carry a sexual around, which is much more useful than you just whacked off a sculpture's arm. Can I have to interject? Surely by having the arms in your satchel, it became a handbag. <laughs> Said that about you, you're as sharp as that skin do. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a bit of a handbag, I suppose, a hand satchel. So, I wrapped them up in a bit of 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 a and well I carried on my way and so I got to Rome and uh, well I came across a bit of trouble on the road and it's quite a terrifying thing to see behold a woman in the night (laughs) (laughs) not two arms but four (laughs) oh Lady McHaggis you seem to have fallen over Dear McHaggis you are quite overcome you still have at least a minute on the stopper (laughs) you see it's just we didn't think it all again. It sounds completely ridiculous when you when you have to speak it out out loud. And but but ha- so how did you get it past security? No, there's no security in those days, my dear. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> I bought great ones, so I would always have security. But maybe really, I've been going to the wrong art galleries. Oh, of course, yes, yes. No, it's just oh my, oh my horse. You, you ride around Europe, and there is no problem. You, you rode your horse into the Louvre. <laughs> Wow. It was the same one that interrupted the poker match. Oh my goodness, that's such what a connection. (laughs) I'd say you've got 30 seconds left. So so I was in Rome, you see, and I I came across some bandits, and and they were trying to to, do what bandits do, and so I whacked out the (laughs) marble. And I just whacked them over the head. And it's one way to do with bandits, I will say. well, they were knocked out for a bit, my rod on my way. It's a quite useful weapon, actually. Yes. Uh, good, heavy marble arms. It's a. Uh, yes, well, yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you again for that story. Chin 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 Really, you know, use self defence with with the tools that are around her in her handbag. It sounds like handy with her arms. <laughs> Good thing she was on now. She, she was, you were well armed, madam. Well, indeed. Well, I think we've only got time for one more story. <laughs> yes, I think and we need is, Errol. Uh, yes, Errol. Errol is some pair that no one knows about. Um, wow, okay. Brutal. So, would you just remind us why it is that you refuse to wear scarlet, eat eggs, and uh, ride a horse on a Tuesday. Wear a horse on a Tuesday. Ride, ride, my dear, ride a horse. Oh, right. On a Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> You'll obviously wear it. So, yes, that's, it, that's actually a very complex problem. One that I will go into a lot of detail in the next few minutes. So, tell me, t- so just, just remind me, because there's a lot of things I, d- I, dis- I, I don't really do. So, yes, don't, o- don't wear scarlet. You, on Tuesday, you do not wear scarlet, you do not eat eggs, and you do not ride a horse. Oh, I don't do it on Tuesday. Oh, well, that's. Yeah. that's oh, so easy to explain. So, so as we know, Tuesday is the second day of the week. Now, Mondays, obviously, you need that. You you need to feel good. I don't know uh, about the ladies around the room. I'm, I'm sorry, Lordy, Lordy. We uh, this might not apply to you, but on a Monday, I always think, gosh, I need to be bright and bold. I need to be confident. I need to be that woman in the office. So I'll I'll have my four dozen eggs 
almost like a Gaston Mike. I will wrap myself in as much red I can find, or scarlet, like red lipstick, ooh, red lipstick, a red wig, you know, make myself the most identifiable person in the in the in the hall of the capital. And then I'll get on my horse Francis. Or <laughs> yes, Francis. And and I will ride to work. And I'll be like, look, look at me. I am the most confident woman in the world. I eat eggs for breakfast. But then I feel by the time, you know, I do that throughout the entire day. And by the, the second day, I feel very well, very drained. And I feel like a lot of I've got a lot of attention on myself. So I want to go away from all that. So I refuse to do it on the Tuesday. But then by Wednesday, oh my God, I'm ready to do it for the rest of the week. So it's like a little break between between my days, you see. And obviously the different kinds of scarlet. I have very, you know how, um, there was that great film. Oh, what was it called? Um, I believe it's called The, the Meanie Girls. Yes. And they say on Wednesdays they wear pink. Well, I say on Tuesdays I do not wear red. That's, that is my sort of quote, you see. Yes, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Oh, yes, of course, Lady Marmalade. This is uh, this is oh, for dear. gentle people, adventurers. You work. <clears throat> I, I wonder if you could elaborate more on on how one does your what is the word job on a Tuesday if if you are presumably starving, have walked eighteen miles, and are wearing very drab clothing. Oh, yes. please elaborate. I will. So, uh, well, I don't see it as a job, more of a duty. So I, <laughs> basically, as you know, in the capital, uh, there is this long river called the Thames, the, the farms. Um, <laughs> You're following our good King George III, that is what he says. Ah, yeah, yes. Oh, Thames. Thames. Because he was from where Countess Hilda's from. Ah, yes, yes. So, so yeah. what, I just, what my duty is, is to show the women of London um, <laughs> how to be more confident, confident in themselves. So it is my duty to go out and to parade myself and say, look up to me, you women of, of uh, Tooting and, <laughs> and Richmond, <laughs> which I know, I appreciate, you may think that's quite far from the river. And I'd be like, you are right. But Francis is very <laughs> Are you okay, body, body? I would like to interject. Oh, of course. I am very it. confused by your gender. <laughs> Do not judge the Earl's life choices. Well, but no, seriously, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel, as, as, uh, as, as an identified male person, <laughs> that women do need to be more confident. So I say, yes, look to me, a confident man. <laughs> I find this very sexist. I, you can find that however you want. You are not uh, a resident of London. You are from... Uh, Dusseldorf. That's the one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you have your own um, male... Character, uh, male uh, individuals to look up to. Whereas here, the, the no, lady, I do not. Oh uh, well, you, maybe. Oh well, you, you know what they say in the room. If you, you can't find the male uh, inspiring figure, it's going to be, have to be you. Oh, oh that's, like a, that's another quote by me. <laughs> I do. Uh, yes, quite. That well-known quote from Landana Putin. <laughs> but his, but like I said, a lot of the the, the gentle lady folk of. Um, do, oh, do you have less than a minute? Oh, that's that's perfectly that's perfectly theory. fine. Please do not check me out of my own adventurous club. <laughs> but this is the thing: the gentle, gentle lady folk who, as you, as someone put it, I think it was yourself, Lady Marmalade, who is full of you know. Marmalade. Marmalade. So I, I always misgender, misgender other people's names. Um, as you, as I think you said earlier, like a lot of the gentle folk of um, London and Tooting, especially, have you know ribbons, kittens, and bonnets. That's all they can ever think about. Whereas I, as a, as a well-to-do man dressed in scarlet on a horse. And eats a lot of eggs. I feel that's a very inspiring role model to on, look up to. On that note, I feel that you have literally used up all the time. Oh, I, Quite I, I, I feel I have. Uh, I feel I've, I've used my time well. So thank you. I would say you over egg now, story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and with that, chin chin, chin, chin. Bork, bork. chin, chin, congrats, guys. Thank you so much. To the people of Barcelona, you're wonderful, and I'm really sorry. And I'm sorry to all the women. To the people ever. of Hamburg, I'm incredibly <laughs> sorry, and basically anywhere in Europe. <laughs> My goodness me, what a load of stuff and nonsense. But jolly good entertainment all round, I say, jolly good, well done indeed. I call this meeting of the London Explorers Club or Guild or whatever this is to a close, a rumble indeed.
Well, off you go now, off you go now. Roll credits. The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were Richie Cheatham-Gerrard, Colleen Cheatham-Gerrard, Mary Fisher and Claire Elizabeth. This episode's RPG was The Extraordinary Adventures of Baron Munchausen, originally created by James Wallace of Hogshead Publishing. You can find out more and get the latest edition of The Extraordinary Adventures of Baron Munchausen on the Fantasy Flight Games website. That's www.fantasyflightgames.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.